Welcome to Wandering Off, a podcast for all those who wander. Presented by the Vanderbilt University Career Center, in partnership with Student Media at Vanderbilt. I'm your host, Jacqueline Grogan, and today I sit down with career coach and human form of positivity and light, Danielle Bowling, as we discuss imposter syndrome on Vanderbilt's campus, as well as the intersectionalities of salient identities when it comes to the professional realm. Why don't we just start off with your name, what your relationship is to the Career Center, and um, anything else you'd like to add about your title. Yes, so um, my name is Danielle, and I am one of the career coaches here at the Career Center, and I work with first-year students, undeclared students, those majoring in a foreign language, and those majoring in cultural and gender studies. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess one question I have right off the bat is, it seems like you get a variety of different students. (laughs) I definitely do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So with that, I'm wondering if there are any overarching themes or distinct differences among the students that you speak to? That's a great question. Um, So with first year and undeclared students, you know, first year students and sophomores fall into that caseload. But for foreign languages and cultural and gender studies, they're usually my upperclassmen. So there's distinct, you know, conversations between those two groups. Like the first group is more of career exploration, trying to figure out what can I do with this major versus my upperclassmen. They know what they want to do or have an idea of what they want to do. But just need some direction getting there. So if anyone's had me as a career coach and in my career coaching appointments, my running joke is always my career coaching appointments turn into affirmation appointments mm-hmm. because sometimes you just need a cheerleader and just need affirmations that yeah. you're actually doing okay in yeah. life. Um, so I think the overarching theme among all of my career coaching appointments is the fact that Um, My students tend to suffer from imposter syndrome, which is definitely prevalent on Vanderbilt's campus. Firstly, I guess um, what I would love for you to talk about um, before we go into that, because I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. So you have a specific way of approaching it, which you were talking about the affirmation, which I think is super Mm -hmm. important. And I I love uh, that format. Um, But what what is a typical coaching appointment? Why do people generally uh, seek your counsel? And um, if you could walk us through what it's like to be in a coaching appointment for anyone who hasn't. Absolutely. So the most important thing to remember is all of our coaching appointments are tailored to the student's needs. So when you make the coaching appointment in the first place, you can you know pick and choose which topics you want to talk about, whether it's general career advice, um, which is really broad, or mm-hmm. more specific things. Hey, I need help on an interview for this specific company. What exactly are they looking for? So broad range of topics, right? First and foremost is having a discussion about what is on your mind Mm -hmm. um, and really getting to the root of um, the issue that's at hand. Um, So whether it's, okay, I have an idea of what I want to do, but unsure about companies to research, then helping you through that and fighting with those options. Mm -hmm. It's like a really broad question just because you can literally talk about anything, Mm -hmm. but the most important thing is that the career coaching appointments are discussion driven. But also it's important um, to note too that we can talk, right? But I'm really an advocate for using visual aids Mm -hmm. in my appointment and really getting the idea that um, 
career coaching can be artistic in nature, just mm-hmm. in terms of getting all of your ideas on paper as yeah. well. So um, our director, Kate Brooks, so she is definitely a proponent for um, using wandering maps to mm-hmm. really map out your ideas and your right. vision, um, to really think about how your personal interests are deeply intertwined with your professional goals yeah. as well. Do you tailor these visual aids to certain students or do you find that it's beneficial to students of all different minds and approaches and passions. Right, so generally applicable to all majors, Mm -hmm. all types of students, which is why I love using them. Mm -hmm. But um, using those visual aids can help us produce individual strategies. So I always like to create a four-year plan of what Mm -hmm. that might look like. Mm -hmm. So of course you're welcome to meet with me, you know, as many times in the semester as you'd like. Mm -hmm. But I think touching base at least twice a year will help you, you know, stay on track with what your overall professional goals are. Mm -hmm. Whether it's finding a summer internship between your or first year and sophomore year to, you know, having those conversations about a full-time job offer mm-hmm. after graduation. Mm-hmm. So the possibilities are endless in terms of what you want to talk about. Um, but the most important thing is knowing that we're here for you every step of the way. What I'm curious about is despite there being, you know, endless possibilities of conversation topics and themes and approaches, you had mentioned that you still notice this overarching theme among students of all different backgrounds and stages in this process, which is that of imposter syndrome. Right. And I'm, I'm very curious to hear your uh, insight on that because I think it's something that really resonates with me. I think it's something that I've certainly gone through and continue to go through. So I'm wondering if you can expound upon that and maybe explain um, what that is for someone who might not know. Right, right. So I personally define imposter syndrome as feeling inadequate in one's work or feeling undeserving of your success. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking into consideration a number of factors, whether it's race or gender, age, your experience level, Mm -hmm. so so many things that are um, a part of our salient identities play into why we may be feeling like an imposter in all of these situations. And I felt inspired to really dig a little bit deeper into this topic um, from reading Michelle Obama's Becoming Mm -hmm. memoir, um, where in her book she had talked about feeling like an imposter when she had met with a high school counselor and told her that she wanted to go to Princeton. But the counselor responded and said, well, I don't think that Princeton is for you. I don't think you'll be able to get in. So Mrs. Obama interpreted that as, okay, well, I'm not good enough to get into Princeton. Mm -hmm. And knowing that many students have experienced that in some point of their lives where maybe it's someone telling them that they're not good enough, Mm -hmm. or maybe they're internalizing it for themselves. Maybe they're saying that they're not good enough for whatever reason that might be. And I know that I've had my own stories with that as well. I'm wondering if you could talk to the intersectionality of where imposter syndrome and career development meet Mm -hmm. because I certainly you know as a Vanderbilt student and as a college student in general feel that all the time right yeah absolutely so um that's like a perfect segue so one book that I recommend you read is The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women by Valerie Young and in this book she's basically the imposter syndrome expert if you will Mm -hmm. and she classifies imposter syndromes into um, four different categories. Mm-hmm. And after reading the book, I feel like in my own coaching appointments, I tend to categorize students into these different categories right. um, because 
it's just really interesting to see the correlation between uh, Vanderbilt students, but in a serious way, the fact that, you know, it can really be detrimental in your professional life and in your personal life as well. One theme that she recognizes is the natural genius theme. So within this, students really don't have to work that hard to accomplish anything. They've never really had to struggle. Mm -hmm. So whenever they do need help or assistance, then they interpret that meaning that they aren't good enough. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And I don't know if you could speak to that oh, here at Vanderbilt. Big time, mm -hmm. big time. It it coming in freshman year was an extremely humbling experience. I remember being in high school and thinking, you know, why aren't there more Asian Americans or why aren't there more people of color in general mm -hmm. or you know really championing this and really wanting this. And then coming to Vanderbilt, there were more Asian Americans, uh, more people of color than I've um, ever been in a school environment uh, with. And they were all much more equipped than I um, mm -hmm. when it came to academics or uh, creative projects. And it, it was almost like a double-edged sword to wish for that. I mean, obviously I know now that it's not, that it is a good thing overall, but it's, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow that you know other people can be good at things that yeah. you are passionate about absolutely it's you're in high school and you're the shining star yeah. and you're Vanderbilt and you're a dull star now yeah. compared yeah. to the other stars in the sky which um you know really ties in closely to my career coaching appointments mm -hmm. um, because this may be one of the few times where students do need assistance, where in high school you were chosen as, you know, a president or a vice president for mm -hmm. all of these leadership organizations, and now the process is really competitive. Yeah. So coming to me for help with questions on how to, you know, get selected or be chosen is one of the many topics we could discuss. Um, another theme that Valerie Young identifies is um, being an expert. So mm -hmm. this is definitely related to career development and professional development mm -hmm. where students may feel like they need to be the expert and know all the things. Um, and if they yeah. don't understand it immediately or grasp that concept, then they feel like an imposter. Mm -hmm. And this really applies to job postings where, um, and this is actually a gendered perspective too, where um, more often than not, students won't apply to a job posting or an internship posting because they feel like they don't meet all of the criteria right. within it. Um, but then studies have shown that men tend to apply for more roles, mm -hmm. um, even though mm -hmm. they don't meet all the criteria right. over women, which right. is really interesting. I think it was like 80% of the criteria that men believe they meet, then they'll apply to it yeah. versus I think 50% of women. Wow. So yeah, very wow. interesting. Um, perfectionist. Yeah. I don't want to say too much, but yeah. we already know, which yeah. I... I know I have my own struggles with that as well. Mm -hmm. But then the really cool theme um, that Valerie points out is being the superhuman with that. So feeling like you need to be recognized for just being a busybody and doing all the things mm -hmm. um, and pushing yourself to work harder than those around you and feeling the need to succeed in all aspects of your life. Um, so when you're not feeling stressed, then you feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So And that really ties into a bigger question about mental health on mm -hmm. campus and pushing yourself maybe out of um, your comfort zone or out of your limitations. Mm -hmm. Wow, this was, this was, this was great. Um, we don't want students to be afraid of the Career Center. Yeah, ultimately. absolutely. And it's, it's easier said than done just because when you think of the Career Center, you're thinking about, you know, 
this the real um, world the yeah the real world adult. and um just like making sure you're on your p's and q's with everything mm-hmm. and feeling like you need to live up to unrealistic expectations and those that don't even represent your authentic self yeah right so it's okay to let your guard down a little bit come get into the career center so we can better understand you um understand mm-hmm. some issues that you're facing so we can further help you address you know, next steps on how to overcome Absolutely. those barriers. One thing I like to ask um, all of my guests is something unrelated to what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you could just share one wild or crazy or interesting experience, work experience that you've had in your life. Oh, just about anything. Anything. Anything at all. Mm. So I guess related on the subject of imposter syndrome, there was um, one time in a previous work position, I wanted to go to this conference Mm -hmm. and I was told from my supervisor at the time that only uh, two people were able to go, two people would be funded to go to the conference. And I was like, okay, well, and part, you know, inside of me, I still really wanted to go. So I found out that there were some scholarships for new professionals. Right. and they were able to attend. So I was really excited to tell my supervisor, hey, like I found the scholarship, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about funding me, mm-hmm. you know, this, that, and the third. And she literally said to me, well, I doubt you're gonna get that scholarship because it's not given to new professionals, so I wouldn't encourage you to apply. Oh. And I was like, wow, okay. I was really taken aback, you know. Wow. So with that though, like there was a fire lit inside of me where I was like, okay, this, encourages me to apply even more mm-hmm, so long absolutely. story short went through the application process received the scholarship yeah. oh, good. um but i held on to that memory for a long time yeah. um and that really enhanced the way that i was feeling about myself in a negative way just yeah. in terms of me feeling like an imposter yeah did i even deserve that scholarship was it only awarded to me because i was black or mm-hmm. I, because i am black um because i'm a woman mm-hmm. right so all of these things related to my sailing identities really played a huge role into the way that i was feeling and if i was deserving of that success yeah. um, and of that scholarship so i really preached to my students and my coaching appointments that you are, um, and you should unapologetically be, you know, proud of yourself mm-hmm. and all of your accomplishments because you deserve them. Mm-hmm. I think that's also something that um, is hard to sell, but is just true of the Career Center. And I don't want this to sound like a, like just a long advertisement for the Career Center, but I do think truly that they are trying and successfully so to create a space for students to just figure that Mm -hmm. facet of their life out. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this was, you know, some sort of counselor or advisor or superior that had, you had been interacting with, that you were under their wing to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. I mean, is frankly appalling to me. Um, But it's also very real. And even um, with, um, that passage from becoming, mm-hmm. um, it, it is for a lot of us, um, whether it's from a superior, an advisor, a friend, a family member, like sometimes, and for me, this is very true that imposter syndrome is internal. Um, and it's a lot of, you know, thinking about the world in a way that is just not true of the world, but 
sometimes people in the real world will tell you things that are that only bolster that right. that right. Um, pushback and that uh, fear and anxiety. So you know, I think it's really important that you are emphasizing that the career center is emphasizing that you know coming here, you won't be told you know oh you can't go for that or you know that this is a place to look at and explore seriously um, all possible options. Absolutely. And it's not to say that, you know, we aren't qualified for certain things. You know, there's criteria set in place for a reason for some internships mm -hmm. or some job postings, right? But not shutting your ideas down. Right, um, right. Yes, and, yeah, and yeah. working to help you identify things that are relatable within that job posting or internship posting where you can stand out as a top candidate. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much, Danielle. Yeah, well, this thank you, been... Jacqueline. I appreciated this. Yeah. yeah, great, great. This has been Wandering Off. Thank you so much to Silas Dean for your intro-outro music. Thank you so much to Vanderbilt Student Media for all of your help and resources. I'm your host, Jacqueline Grogan. Tune in next time for a brand new episode of Wandering Off coming very soon. Until then, work hard, be kind, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much.